0: Support for market comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, we are excited to introduce their all new Rate Shield approval. If you're looking to buy a home, Rate Shield approval is a game changer, and here's why. Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. And the best part is, if rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also goes down. So you win either way. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. fool. It's Tuesday, December eighteenth. Welcome to Market Fullard. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, Seth Jason, in the house. Always fashionable.
1: Oh, see, always fashionable. Oh, we're gonna talk about fashion. In my Eddie Bauer pullover thingy with, and uh, my Eddie Bauer adventure pants. It's all I wear. Might as well be my uniform. Are they paying you for this uh, promotional announcement? I just happen to notice that uh, you know Eddie Bauer did pretty horribly, right? And uh, I forget which private equity company. Passed it off on another one, but this is just yet another indication that if I'm wearing your clothes, <laughs> you're a bad bat. You're
0: in trouble. Wait a minute, you're wearing a pullover. What is the name of the pants? Performance pants? Is that what you said? What did I just you... I
1: call them adventure
0: pants. Adventure they're just, pants. They're just
1: like a khaki. They're but they're comfy. They got a little stretch in them. They make them long enough for me. They look all right. They they handle the laundry. You can wear them on the mountain or you can wear them out to eat without feeling like a, a complete fool, idiot. I'm just I'm just telling you if someone's going, if someone's
0: gonna market adventure pants I'm interested I'm not saying I'm buying but just that name alone gets me
1: interested. The CIA wants you to wear these pickpocket proof pants right? How many times have I seen that on the internet? These are pickpocket specials here. Oh okay. Eight million zippers each one easier to get to <laughs> the last. Uh, we're gonna dip into the fool mailbag and yes we are gonna talk about
0: fashion and not just adventure pants. Um, but let's start with a, a company I had never heard of. Uh, it got name-checked yesterday by Emily Flippin on this show, but you and I were talking about yeah. this this morning. And, um, and it's... Emily
1: and I are we're on the same wavelength here. We yeah, got to, we got to be on the show together or or we, two weeks apart.
0: Or to, um, so this is uh, yoshin uh, which is uh, not spelled with a Y. It's U N I X. This is a U X I N. U X I N. Excuse me. Yushen, and it is um, uh, a Chinese
1: used car. Used car, yeah. Tech used car tech company. So all, a, a big lead in market share, I think. Bigger than all the reasonable competitors combined. A small cap, so worth a couple of two and a half billion right now. Still not money making, but this could be a pretty big market. And with their lead in kind of share and technology, I think it's a fairly decent bet. Uh, MLA is the one who who kind of brought it to me, and then I thought I was good enough for my market pass small cap picks, and then I ended up buying some more. It's just been crazy. Um, so they, what they do is they. They have a, a pretty automated uh, car buying platform and it involves stuff that you would not get here in the US were you to go to something like Carmax. I mean here you get online videos uh, with Yushin. they have a mechanic going through and showing you all the stuff that could be wrong and so this helps them get better price matches it helps uh, it helps buyers know more and so it's really pretty impressive. they also do some finance uh, arrangements and they can you know take a cut of that and so it's um, it's a pretty interesting business. Uh, kind of broken an IPO. And then the stock, I mean, over the last two weeks, it's up 200%. But let's not get too excited about that, because the two months before that, it was down like sixty percent or something.
0: Yeah, before when it's you said crazy, yeah, before when you said this thing's been crazy, I thought, well, it's been crazy in two ways. One in terms of what the stock has done in the last couple of weeks, but then two, just in terms of the volatility. Yeah,
1: the volatility. And then today it was up slightly this morning. It was down seven percent last time I looked. I mean, my shares. I was planning to buy a little more of that this week or early last week, and I just thought, oh, there's no rush. Well, then they announced recently a deal with Alibaba, an investment, a deal to sell cars on Taobao. And then after that, they announced that they'd moved something like 20,000 cars in 18 hours or something, and the stock went crazy, like I said, up a couple hundred percent in a mere week or something of trading days. And uh, So, one, it's an interesting company. Two, this is not a company you put all your money in. No widows and orphan money, as they say. And even if you have acid indigestion or <laughs> prone to it, stay away. Uh, but it also shows you that when a company like this is, it shows you that people have no idea what to make of it. I mean, there's just, just no rational reason that a company should fluctuate like that. Uh, there's no valuation going on here. It's purely people freaking out and rushing to the exits and rushing back to the entrance.
0: Well, and you know, to your point about the allocation, and we get questions all the time about asset allocation, and it's and it's something that I think uh, hopefully people get better at over time. But certainly for stocks like this, having that mindset of okay, look, I'm going to have. or less of my portfolio, 2%, if you want, and and say, not necessarily in this one stock, but just say, I'm going to have a very small percentage of my portfolio, and it is going to be in volatile stocks like this, and this is going to be a way for me as an investor to test how strong is my stomach. Because if 1% of your portfolio is in a stock like this, and you find yourself getting sick at the movements up and down, then maybe volatility ain't for you. Yeah,
1: it's a good a good lesson. I, I shouldn't be there. And so I mean, this is one that, you know, and I recommended it. I liked it at the six ish price or whatever it was. And I of course was locked up for a while and then I think I got my shares in the three ninety range and then promptly was down forty percent. And I thought, well, you know, this this is what happens. And then all of a sudden they're eight fifty again. So um yeah, it's a good it's a good learning experience and uh, a real reminder to take the allocation uh, advice seriously. It's easy to be like, oh, it's up two hundred percent. I should have put you know a hundred thousand dollars on it, but that would have been dumb. Even if even if you'd tripled your money uh, in a couple of weeks, it wouldn't have meant it, meant it was a good decision. Uh,
0: let's talk about fashion because this has come up a few times in the in this month alone uh, on this show. Uh, we're seeing. Look, apparel retail is a tough business in general, and it is tough for investors to get right for extended periods of time. I feel like, in any given 12-month period, any number of stocks have done well, but over, say, a five-year period, they're trailing the market. When you look at apparel retail, fashion
1: retail right now, what stands out to you? Well, it's. uh, I was reading a story on Bloomberg, and it was. It made me really wonder what's going on right now in the U.S. uh, uh, Retailers and a lot of them, uh, and fashion retailers, are doing okay. They're doing better than they have for some time. Uh, in the few years leading up, uh, Europe was kind of helping out those that had significant global operations, um, and then we had kind of a bifurcated market. Some of the higher-end companies were doing well. Think of a Lululemon. While some of the cheaper companies were going crazy and doing well, uh, selling lower end stuff. And this article on Bloomberg was about ASOS, which is a company a lot of people in the U.S. won't have heard of. You know, they do a three billion or something in sales last year. ASOS. Yeah, internet, internet clothing. Right, I didn't know much about them. Uh, UK company, and uh, they issued a just a doozy of a we ain't doing so great statement last week. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. I thought, oh, there's that Brexit thing hitting the UK, but it turns out that's not really the case sales in the UK were, were all right. It's uh, Germany and the, the rest of the continent over there that are really hurting them. And so that made me wonder, well, what what do we make of this? These, uh, this company sells kind of low-end cheap clothes on the internet, which is, isn't it's tough to make money doing that, right? And we saw good results from H&M, which is familiar to shoppers in the U.S. and investors because they do well here. They actually had good sales numbers not long ago. So I'm really wondering where things are going to shake out Under Armour. Right, trying to uh, sell a lot overseas, depending on some European business. Still primarily primarily U.S. They're stinking it up lately, and they're kind of premium. Lululemon, the stock's down, but the sales have been going well. They're not really. They don't do a whole lot in Europe. They're kind of U.S., Canada, and then Asia. Uh, So. If you are in some of these companies, you probably want to examine what is going on. Pay attention to what's going on with European apparel and European fashion. If you're in something like Guess, you're more exposed to that. How is a company like Decker's going to be doing? You know, in in the shoes uh, in the shoe segment, or when we may be talking about next, Skechers. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Spoiler but alert. One of the problems with the uh, Asos numbers was that there was a big drop in uh, branded shoe sales in uh, in the EU, and so this just uh, was kind of an alarm bell for me because I just had assumed that Europe was continuing to chug along okay, and for a couple of companies right now clearly it's not.
0: We'll dip into the mailbag in just a second. Quick shout-out to Rocket Mortgage. Uh, because of rising interest rates, unpredictability when it comes to buying a home, some folks are getting nervous, and our friends at Quicken Loans are trying to help out with the power buying process. And it works like this. Quicken Loans will verify your income, assets, and credit in less than 24 hours to give you a verified approval. That gives you the strength of a cash buyer. And once you're approved, you qualify for their all-new exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. And the best part is, if rates go up, your rate stays the same, and if rates go down, your rate also drops. So, you win either way. I'm just saying, if you're thinking in the next week of buying a house just for Christmas, just so you can have the effect of putting the enormous bow on top of the house, you know that's always that's a power move right there
1: and seriously the real estate industry could use it right now so if they, <laughs> they could they've got, they'll supply the bow you buy the
0: house they'll they'll throw in the bow for free uh, to get started go to rocketmortgage. com slash full retailed approval only valid on certain 30 year purchase transactions additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken loans data in comparison to public data records equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nmls consumeraccess.org number thirty thirty. Our email address is fool.com. Question from Matt in Akron, Ohio, who asks, What are your thoughts on Skechers? I have long felt it is a solid company with very little debt and a good growth story. I know the China fears are playing into the decline in price, but is there something else driving it lower that I'm missing? Great question. Is he missing something?
1: If he's missing it, I'm missing it, too. I looked through it today. I haven't caught up with Skechers for a while. The last call, Uh, Was it Matt in Columbus? Uh, Akron, but yes, Matt. Columbus, Ohio. It's Ohio. Uh
0: (laughs) You know what? I bet there's some level of rivalry
1: between Akron and Columbus. (laughs) There's some acrimony. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. So. uh, you know, domestic wholesale was down slightly in the last call, um, but expected to to get a little better for Q4. Maybe nobody's expecting that anymore. Um, International was doing pretty well as of Q3, and that's uh, more than half the business right now. Um, I had forgotten that, or I hadn't realized that. Sketchers has almost three thousand stores worldwide now, in addition to their kind of direct business, the wholesale business. They're really everywhere. They're number one in a whole bunch. Of categories. I buy a lot of Skechers shoes from my little girl. She's nine and she still likes the flashy shoes. And they're generally pretty decent shoes. They look all right for her. They're comfy and they last the appropriate amount of time. Um, So, International was doing well. I'm going to say maybe it's just the China thing for right now because uh, they. They talked about it in the last call. Uh, they still don't know quite what's going on, and nobody does, right? Their products right now, as of right now, are not subject to increased tariffs, but they could be if uh, the new, the next tranche of of a trade puffery uh, goes through. And but they're always looking at ways to move their. Um, Uh, manufacturing to other countries. Now, that so is everybody else at this point. So, I would say that maybe the the takeaway here is we should all open a shoe factory in (laughs) Indonesia or Vietnam. Uh, But the strong dollar is also making things a a little bit tougher. And uh, I think we just have uh, the wall of worry here. But when you look at how far the stock has uh, come back and you look at the the strong margins they usually produce, the good cash flow production and the balance sheet. Skechers looks like a pretty good long term bet to me from from this level. May even get Make get a chance to get it in the you know in the teens or something. It'd be a steal.
0: Yeah, I was going to say just to be more specific about the numbers. Eight months ago, this stock is in the low 40s. Today, it's in the low 20s. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if uh, not that, you ever want to try and time things perfectly for buying at the bottom, yeah. but it, it certainly has come back a long way.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, if we weren't talking about it today, I probably would have bought a third position. Because when Chris sent this over to me for an idea, I thought. The only question I have is why is anyone so interested in Skechers? Because the last I saw it was you know forty bucks, and the valuation just looked like it was ahead of itself. But at twenty, we're talking about a much different uh, proposition. So I like a company like this that's pretty steady and trading at a decent discount. And over the the years, their return on invested capital versus their cost of capital is great. I mean, they've just got good returns. They're really solid. Um, I I don't I don't see anything that I would worry about. But I've been wrong before.
0: Seth Jason, thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.